Mouth Season 4 is out, and they on Monday said that they would share their thoughts on Big Mouth Season 4, the show. So here they are, without further ado, to share their thoughts. <laughs> uh, what's your high man monster, Ruben? <laughs> I can't <laughs> Uh, John Oliver. John Oliver. <laughs> Wait, are they? Are they? Are they? Are the hormone monsters just names of hormones, or are they? No, it's kind of like a physical well. creature. It's like a metaphor thing. So what? It could be called like Billy or something. The, the hormone monster, or well, that's one of the things that's annoying about the show. It's just like the wasted opportunity of concepts like that, but. Yeah, this is season four. Um, on Jar, we've talked about season two, and I think that's the only time we've uh, kind of delved into a video, and that was a, an as good as they say. And currently this season's sitting with an 88 on Metacritic. Um, it's probably got like a perfect 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care to look it up right now. Um, I just I wanted to talk about this season because it, I just think it's so, so, so bad. And I just, it just can't keep getting away with it, you know? It's like the Breaking Bad. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just don't <laughs> understand. The, the, the real breaking point for me was I like going on like really, really cringy subreddits. And the, the Big Mouth one <laughs> is one of those. And even on the Big Mouth subreddit, on like the, the thread where they were talking about the new episodes, they were talking trash on it. So I'm just no way. Yeah. So I was like, okay, why does anyone like this show? You know, like what the fuck is it about this show that people like connect to so much? And of course, I made my my own big mouth OC uh, ready for this episode and everything. <laughs> so I'm prepared to go in on this. But what 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 was your uh, top level thoughts of season four, Jim? Uh, the thing with Big Mouth is that every every time a season comes out, you watch it and you're like, wow, that's really bad. And it's it's hard to gauge like if it is worse than it's ever been, or if this has is, it always been that bad. Yeah, has it always been as 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 bad as they say? My my gut tells me that the reason we didn't talk about season three was because it just didn't really annoy us as much. Like it was just fine yeah, from memory. But the thing is, it's kind of that. Um, I always forget the the, the actual term. You know when like somebody treats you terribly and then you end up like oh like gaslight Stockholm Stockholm syndrome? Syndrome. yeah it, it it kind of in hindsight feels like uh, <laughs> <laughs> did did season three gaslight you? <laughs> yeah, yeah but... season three gaslight yeah. <laughs> gave me Stockholm syndrome because like I thought you know what this show is sort of like it's it's going in the right direction like it's it's getting slightly better. But no, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I was just dead wrong. With that. Are they just completely out of ideas? Yeah, I don't think because like they, for example, they set up sort of a cliffhanger at the end of season three, and clearly they didn't like think through what they were going to do. What next was the cliffhanger? They, remind me, I, I can't remember anything um, from season three. Nick Kroll and the Andrew. other one, Andrew, Andrew Glauberman. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, Nick and Andrew fall out at the end, and it's like Nick is going to summer camp Andrew's staying at home and then Andrew in the first episode of season 4 just gets taken to the summer camp and like he's in the show what's the best way to do this should we go through just like the main characters and just what their uh, yeah. journeys are yeah. in the season um, let's start with Nick then uh, Big Mouth himself his kind of arc this season was mostly about this anxiety mosquito 
concept, which is they've been dabbling in these weird metaphors for the whole show, basically. There's like the depression kitty, the the gratitude, all sort of shit like that, all this random shit. And I just feel like the, the... it's incredibly clumsy and surface level the way they deal with the heavy topics that everyone kind of circle jerks it for bringing forward and handling and I don't know like I just I just don't get who this show is for because on one hand the humor is so reliant on like shock and gross out stuff which only 12 year olds would enjoy and on the other hand there's a uh, the other side of the humor is completely reliant on references and just random shit like Family Guy tier humor. And in the middle of that, there's this kind of tale of puberty that I guess everyone can relate to. Yeah, it, 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 I reckon the this show is designed for stupid adults. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, it's like, I suppose it sounds condescending, but I don't know how else to really describe it. Well, that's that's what it feels like. It feels like it's talking down to you. Yeah, it, it, it treats you as if you're a child, as if you, you know. And it treats itself as though it's, like, really smart. Yeah, it is condescending in that way. So going back to the this anxiety mosquito thing, where I think that stumbles it's just it's, it's not actually really a something the characters have to overcome beyond just like a bunch of vague jokes relating to the concept and then at the very end they're like oh actually no if you can come to terms with it and then overcome it and but on the journey to get to that ending there's like really confusing stuff like they introduce the gratitude which i already said about and they kind of have the a scene where the gratitude is fighting the anxiety mosquito in like this big godzilla battle and i was sat there just like so what are you saying with this imagery you saying that if you have gratitude then that's the way of overcoming anxiety but then it doesn't really settle on that because then in the next scene at the same time nick is like a ghost and he flies inside his own asshole and that's how he like beats anxiety it's really like stupidly convoluted and stupid and hard to follow on and on those lines how did you feel about that stuff um i I think uh the do you remember the scene where the gratitude is introduced yeah do you remember what the context is no i watched it all in like a bunch so it's kind of a blur yeah yeah so so season four episode nine um i believe is when the gratitude gratitude is introduced after all the main characters take some sort of drug and they're tripping that's right yeah and then the what's what's her name jess jesse yeah is it jess jesse yeah she she, on this drug trip meets the gratitude so she to defeat anxiety you've got to take a drug that makes you hallucinate a toad and that toad will (coughs) eat the mosquito that is your anxiety but then but they abandon that whole gratitude thing with that ghost side of Nick where like he's I guess they're trying to do the kind of intrusive anxious thought thing with like he's he's envisioning himself as like an adult and he's not pleased with how he's envisioning it in his head and like he overcomes it by embracing it do you remember in that last scene where he's like interacting with his ghost and then he like flies up his asshole his asshole ghost yeah he goes into that ass he goes into his asshole and then in his asshole he goes into his asshole and then hugs himself yeah and then he beats anxiety but do you see do you, do you, am i stupid or 
is that just incredibly convoluted and hard to understand, especially for like a 12 year old who actually like the show is trying to, or maybe a bit older, like 13 or 14, you know, early puberty stuff. I think the, the metaphors are just really confused because the, the point is that he he's locked himself away, like the real him, the, the part of him that can show like mm-hmm. uh, sensitivity inside a version of himself. And like he's battling that. But then what, what's the point of the whole anxiety toad fight? Well, yeah, I, I'm remembering season three now. That was the shame wizard one, wasn't it? That's yeah. right. Yeah, that was fucking awful. Another another confusing thing where it's like, what, so shame... Because they're manifesting it in, like, beings that interact with some characters. It, it does trivialize it in a way and make it seem like something that it's not. Like a re- And the way the depression kitty thing as well. How it just utterly simplifies it and makes it seem much easier to overcome than the actual affliction really is. Yeah, with their whole condescending like messaging, I think that makes is it. Yeah, because it, it feels worse. condescending because a lot of the humor is condescending. It's that Family Guy, like Family Guy abrasive style, you know, where it's always not even just in terms of the humor. The the way like when when Jesse has the gratitude, she's like, "Oh wow, it really is this easy to defeat." like mental illness in terms of depression and anxiety like that, that's a terrible message yeah and honestly nick isn't even the one that bothered me the most it was actually the andrew story that bothered me the most this season um i, th- I think yeah. andrew and jay i think if we move on to andrew then because i i think he's actually like the funniest character on the show him and his family he is actually like a a, a pervert in the show and the way they do he's more than that He's like a, he's like really sexually deranged, and they play it for humor in a show where they're like trying to teach you about things with like with Jesse and Missy. They're way more serious and treat it as if it's a much more like real problem. But then with Andrew, who's like they make a joke out of this like obsessive wanking ritual thing he has that winds up with him joking in front of his dead granddad at a funeral. And it, it it never has any consequence. It never means anything. So it's just like so. So that one's a punchline. But the anxiety mosquito shit like that's like serious. Even though it's like a fro- it's like so confusing. Like what's comedy? What's supposed to be like interpreted seriously? And like what is what? I, that that yeah, was the like, scene because that character's been yeah. getting creepier and creepier. And there's like the whole cousin thing, which came in in a previous season. And I just don't really know what you're supposed to take away from it, you know? Aside from if it if it was just about like edgy humor, then I could kind of understand that on a certain level. Like it's just gross out edgy humor stuff, but it's the fact they're kind of selling it as if this is educational in a way. But like if young boys are watching that, what are they supposed to take away from this Andrew character? Because they they yeah, I guess the moral is that if like it's normal to jerk off in front of your dead family members like what is it like it's not funny and it's not instructive and it's that really confused me because they'd, they'd been pushing it with that character for a while but they'd never taken it quite that far you know he's been just getting worse and worse with that stuff and just the fact it has no consequence in the show like his his family members even say they comment on it saying like what are you like a sex are you like a pervert a sex freak and then it's like never comes up again like i just don't understand what they're going for with with that whole angle yeah it really muddies like the water like what if if you are using this as like a platform to like give some message about like mental health or they they go into race stuff with other characters yeah we'll talk about that 
coming out as as gay to family members all this all this stuff is given like respect you know but that's it, you sort of pull the rug from beneath that by having one of the characters you're meant to like like doing just the most fucked up shit yeah but then it's like it's confusing because are you supposed to what are you supposed to interpret from it is it just a joke i guess from the writer's perspective it is that's just like a punchline it's just an edgy family guy punchline yeah it might just be filler like filler because, shit so well, yeah can... saying filler shit there, there literally was his other like mini story where he had like shit building up inside him that manifested and like came alive do you remember yeah. that and yeah, yeah. which was like a metaphor for him holding on to shit and he needed to let go like literally which was you know again again with the gross out stuff they really like there's always been gross out humor a lot of it but i remember when i first started watching this season i got a couple episodes in i was just like i, I don't remember feeling this physically repulsed just by it's an ugly show already um and i don't mind some of the uh, ugly topics having like gross out jokes to do of like periods and shit like that like i, I think that's fine but when it's like talking shit manifesting and they, they do stuff with jay where there's like it's not even to do with like puberty shit really they just like have a, like a pool party in like the mud and this is recurring joke where they just keep licking each other's feet like the mud off of uh so character nick kroll also voices that that's just so irritating and grating to listen to um but jay's girlfriend she he keeps licking her feet and they're covered in mud, yeah, and it's, it's the joke is that it's just gross, and they're 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 minging. Yeah, it's just confused and all over the place, and it just can't keep track of what it's like trying to do. Yeah, I feel like they, with quite a few of the characters, like Jay and I mean Andrew, past the episode of poop madness. They, <laughs> they don't really they have these characters and feel as though they need to be in the show. Yeah, but they don't know what to do with them. Yeah, because Jesse. Her story was was one that I thought was all right. I thought it was fine because it was kind of about her learning the way that men can sort of try and manipulate women to get what they want, um, and how and where to kind of draw the line with stuff like that, which I didn't really have a problem with. Like, that, that didn't bother me. Um, it's just the eye rolly shit comes in when you know just bad hormone monster jokes and just awful reference humor and bad punchlines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, well, what did you think of the Jess one, actually? Sorry. Yeah, I'm with you there. It was totally fine. It's probably the best use of her in a season yet. Cause yeah. I, I remember her stories being pretty, I don't know, I just wasn't very engaged. Yeah, and Jay, I don't know, Jay has always been the one that we've found the most funny, I think, like collectively. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't really know why. They've really like doubled down on the pillow thing and that dog joke, which they which is really like family guyish to me where it's like oh yeah we found something that like people really really love let's just do it just every other episode now with that dog yeah it's catchphrase humor yeah yeah and it's the same punchline every just time just like archer mhm yeah, yeah yeah similar that's a show that died a death yeah no and even i went on like an old episode of archer and was like i just don't even <laughs> i can't with this anymore I don't know why i found it yeah. funny to begin with yeah but with Jay, he is kind of the grossest character, um, especially now. And his thing is kind of in line with Jesse's, where there's like a <laughs> there's a scene with a, with another metaphor where he's like fingering his girlfriend, 
and the metaphor's like a castle with a with a dragon and it's like oh the dragon's being too rough you've got to you know and there's all this shit like that um i don't know just maybe maybe it's a real thing where like people are just completely inept and can't communicate um because that's what they're trying to get across with the with that relationship is the the peer pressures from like their family and the 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 people around them need to just kind of be ignored and it'd be about just the communication of it and to talk about what you like and what you want which is fine i have no problem with that message it's just so fucking gross the way they do it it's so (laughs) off-putting you know with like nick kroll like voicing this this repugnant character and then jay pillow fuck bill's arian is that what he's called just being disgusting yeah. like that was that was just a bit much they just went so far with the gross out shit yeah so it's like that that was really the highlight of um season one the whole pillow thing yeah i don't know what it was about it, that because it well because that it is like a joke with like young boys like just fucking anything so him fucking the pillow was like a take on yeah, that yeah and then it being like, I, I think that actor is like I, I don't know I just find him quite funny yeah, yeah he's funny in like Brooklyn comic. Nine-Nine and a lot yeah. of sitcoms and stuff like that we need to talk about Missy um <laughs> I don't really know how to broach this <laughs> yeah. one do you want to try it Jim? <laughs> uh, we'll actually start with the drama of because the character's black right but the, 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 the actor who voices her is is not and i remember reading an article saying that when all the drama was happening earlier in 2020 i remember her tweeting or saying that she wasn't going to do it anymore or something like that or reading an article that she was not going to voice the character anymore but i guess not um she she returned and there are a lot of like meta jokes where well i don't know if you noticed but like in the last episode or two the voice actress changed oh really for missy yeah. I didn't even notice Yeah, because obviously she, like, released that tweet when they were almost done with, with this season. Oh. I guess. I did pick up that um, I think some of the pickup audio was, like, recorded in shittier quality in, like, COVID situations. Yeah. But So they got this other actress doing, like, an impression of... Oh, is that... Okay. That makes sense. It's really bizarre. I, I noticed, like... It's really bizarre. So, but the main kind of she gets her own episode where yeah. she's her character is mixed race, where her mum is white and her dad is black, and she goes to like some family members who are, are not happy with. The, they think that they haven't taught her 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 culture and try and you know introduce her to things she's that they think her her mum is kind of suppressed, which you know is fair enough. Like you want to be broad with that kind of thing and open to your family's culture and everything but it, it, it's where it comes to a head that I, I feel weird about it because missy's dad in the show is kind of like like a dorky nerd right and mm-hmm. it kind of ends with him saying that like it was wrong of him to like he can't be himself or something i'm not explaining it very well um what did you think of i i I don't know if they're going to take it further. If like... Well, yeah, it seemed like a point where it's like, okay, that's like a jumping off point for another like lesson thing. Yeah, because she says to her dad, because he is like a, a, a nerdy black guy, because he doesn't quote unquote dress like a black guy or talk like a black guy. She like says to him that he's not black at a point, I think. Yeah. And then like that conflict just ends. Yeah, and her story is resolved. Well, yeah, that, like, that's right. Because the 
her mum comes in and says, No, I love him for exactly who he is. But then the other family members kind of disagree. And then you're right, it does just end. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like that's kind of a strange message. If if that is the end of this plotline, you know, are you saying, like, black people have to fit into a certain, like, yeah, you know, yeah, have to check certain boxes or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know, bro. The hormone monster is funny though, as, al- yeah, as always. Yeah, hormone always funny. And the meta humor. Rick, the hormone monster is always funny. Yeah, they. Is that the one that sound that's like the old one? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because they, they got rid of him, I think, in season two or something, but I guess he's like a fan favourite who had to come back. Yeah, he's got his catchphrases and stuff. And They're- the fuck, the musical numbers. I, I, why is that such a big part of the show? Like, Yeah, the songwriting is awful. Yeah, they're not catchy, they're not good songs, they're not memorable, they're really short half and the time. And they're not funny. Yeah, and they're not funny, so... Every time they do them, it's like an eye roll, like, are you fucking joking? And when the show ends on that hormone monster with a with a song, it's it's just, like, disgusting to listen to and watch, and it's just not funny. Maybe if you find it funny and this is, like, hilarious to you, then then it would work, but I don't know. I, the other it's, seasons, I, I, I did laugh a few times at some of the jokes in some of the previous seasons, but I, I must have had, like, less than four laughs this entire season. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you. The, the it, it's definitely the least funny season. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's actually one of the character that gets quite a bit of screen time. Is it Matthew? Andrew. Oh, so he's also called Andrew. Wait. Oh no, no, sorry. No, it is Matthew. Okay. Andrew is the name of that actor that voices okay. Matthew. Okay. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Anyway, whatever. Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. So he he's got his uh coming out storyline, which. That stuff is like a different show. Mm-hmm. It's like it becomes a drama. Yeah, it's one of the only longer running pieces of drama, I guess, in the season. Kind of like yeah. it's it's about it's like a spin on what you'd normally expect with the dad being the one who is having yeah. a problem with the son possibly being gay. It's the it's the mum that's that's more against it and that's kind of like a reveal that the dad doesn't really care and always knew all along and it's more yeah because he's shown to be like a sort of military looking dude like yeah it's like the old-fashioned yeah yeah and again I, I i that that stuff didn't bother me in fact that was sort of the only thing i really liked that and the, and the yeah, jesse stuff no i agree um but when when the the show is is like a light switch it it clicks for funny or it clicks for serious and it doesn't know how to like blend but, these yeah, things. Yeah, but it makes it, it never works though. <laughs> it never works yeah, because exactly. of that. Yeah, because they totally contradict but each other. It has other. This, the insane pace where moments are never, you, you, you can never like settle into anything or like enjoy a moment for what it is because they're always just clicking through it onto the next thing, onto the next punchline. It's about the next reference, yeah. it's, about, it's about the next joke. It's about the next, like, hormone monster quip. It, it's fucking just... It's exhausting to watch. I find it knackering. Yeah, the, they they use the hormone monster characters. It's it's really quite embarrassing. Like, in the serious scenes, the hormone monster is the, the thing that is meant to, like, come in and sort of give you some levity. Yeah. But the jokes never land. And then it, it just makes, like... It, it, it makes a somber scene just fall flat. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, that's it, just... If anything, you just cringe. Yeah, it, it's so frustrating because every season has basically had the same issues and it's just stayed the same. It's like not evolved mm-hmm. in any way. In fact, it's, it's, it's almost just becoming a parody of itself the longer it's going. Seth Rogen shows up for the, the first few camp episodes and there's a trans character um, where they do something slightly interesting with that where Seth Rogen's kind of like, he's into her, but he doesn't want people to know. So it's kind of about illuminating that kind of side of it. But mm. but again, it's just like at the same time, Andrew's got like a shit monster inside of him that's like screaming at him. And it is very inconsistent in that way. Yeah, on top of that, there's all, all the random XD shit. That's a huge like chunk just, of the humor, yeah. Yeah, total non-characters just having like one line that's meant to make you laugh and it never ever does. Yeah, just non-sequiturs left and right. Um, yeah. I'm just looking through the episodes to... Yeah, Poop Madness. Oh, yeah, the Cafeteria Girls episode. Um, oh, my God, yeah. That was a weird one. Where, like, they really make Nick and Andrew quite unlikable. And they're, like, the protagonists. Andrew, mm-hmm. in particular, we already explained that he's just, like, really... He's really fucking creepy. <laughs> at this point and they like try to swap girlfriends because they don't really like they're not into the girls that they picked or whatever which was like a weird yeah there's a lot of stuff that i think goes over my head because i just don't understand a lot of like american school culture obviously where they're like what what, they're in like grade eight i think and the, the the grade seven like kids like come into the school and there's this whole thing about, like, oh, yeah, let's choose our grade sevens that we want and shit. And it's, like, this weird, like, kind of predatory thing <laughs> that, they, that, <laughs> yeah. that they do. But they make it, like, they make the girls, like, really horny. But then it's, like, revealed that they're part of their own show to say that it's not just about the guys and that the women have autonomy and that their feelings matter yeah, even that way of framing it doesn't really make sense when you do, like, your show is about two boys. Well, yeah, it's like, you can have the characters make mistakes and be assholes and stuff like that, but th- they're not really growing or changing that much. They're just... Yeah, I don't I don't feel like they learn their lesson. No, es- especially ever. with Andrew. He's actually, he actually, like, he seems like someone who would grow up to be, like, a danger to society. <laughs> You know, he's he's like escalating in such a way. He already is. Yeah, yeah, he's like the kind of guy that's going to get caught like flashing people in in like town and like Mm. jerking off in public and stuff like that. He's like, maybe that's what they're doing, and it would be like. (laughs) But again, if they did do that, it would be like (laughs) hardcore, like kind of really all over the place shit they're doing. Yeah, there was the whole stuff with the. the grade nine guy who's like a an arty you know we, we already kind of touched on that with jesse yeah i couldn't stand that episode that was like in the future with um yeah, nick, nick star, star. Uh, what do you think the whole point of that was filler yeah it was it, it has no original bone in its body like every single like setup or or framing like episodes like that it's just like well every every other adult animated sitcom has done this shit like and they've done it way better 
so much better. Like there's all those Simpsons episodes with like the future shit. South Park has done it. It's like what it, it does just feel like filler. That one is especially did. Yeah, because the I guess the point of the episode is to establish Nick Star. It's like he he's what is gonna happen if if Nick continues down this bad path. Mm. Yeah, but I find it kind of confusing that like he gets turned into that character by anxiety. Yeah, I don't think that's a very good representation of how anxiety. <laughs> how the average, yeah, the life. average anxious person is going to wind up being like a an a superstar that superstar. goes on stage and on TV like every day. How how does he end up there? Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it's a genuine struggle, like the idea of like locking away your emotions and stuff. But I don't think using like anxiety as the figurehead of that Mm -hmm. but that doesn't work to me no no because they they don't feel like characters it feels like right what like mental illness have we not included yet yeah and they've got like their list and they're just gradually including them you know like there'll probably be like an autism thing like next season and then another like fillery episode the four stories about hand stuff which was that was on we were saying with the castle and you know it's just like a yeah, you know, yeah they do something similar in the previous seasons from memory with the like different stories at the same like three different stories in one little mini filler shit that's supposed to teach you about you know sex etiquette basically which again is like yeah I, I, I guess that makes sense if you're like 13 <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the funeral, which was where I was just like, I just don't understand what they're doing with these characters at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it is just, yeah, racked with guilt, Andrew tries to keep his urges in check. But he doesn't, though. He kind of fails at it and, and is caught. But then the next episode is just they all take drugs and then... And then and become better people? Yeah. So surely this show isn't aimed at young people? It's a conspiracy by Big Pharma. <laughs> yeah, this is what this is what I'm so confused by because it's because every time you you bring up the th- well, the characters are all young teenagers, obviously, so people can just say, well, yeah, it's, it's designed for them. But then you have so much humor that's like the Family Guy shit, the the reference shit, the meta shit, and the the random shit. I just don't get what it's going for. Yeah, it it tries so much. It, it's like it spreads itself so thin mm-hmm. that none of it is. I'm just yeah. I'm, I guess. Are we in the minority in thinking that? I mean, um, it's cl- like, I mean, critically likes this. Look, it's, it does very well. The audience rating summary: four point five out of five. Yeah, like an audience. The audience ratings—they're only in the range of like three hundred votes, like an episode, but they're all it will lean, you know, average of like an eight out of ten sort of thing. Yeah, but I don't know. I really don't fucking know. Yeah, in that final episode. I, what are you gonna do? That's the one with the like the introspective toad fighting the mosquito shit and Matthew coming out to his dad and that payoff. Yeah, and I I find this season much more like personally offensive. In what way? Going, I because I can relate to anxiety. Yeah, like the the other stuff they've they've combated. I, I don't know as intimately, but like I I especially with the depression kitty. Mm-hmm. I think that it doesn't really get much worse than that, but somehow they they made it at least just as bad. Yeah, the 
in terms of representation. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to speak with with authority about like you know, like the gay characters, the trans characters, the yeah, you know, the yeah. race issues and stuff. We obviously can't speak with any intimacy on that. So it'd be interesting if people in the comments, maybe if they really connect to that shit, can say. But any other major points? Well, I mean, how does it sound to you, Ruben? Do you want to check it out? <laughs> Um, it sounds like something I would say, Haha, I'm going to try and watch a bunch of this. And the only way I'd get through it is if I was just like drunk. No, um, the, I discovered this feature on Netflix um, where you can play something at like 1.5 times speed. Oh, really? I knew that they were going to do that. Speed. I didn't realize it was a feature already. Yeah, I, I saw it by accident and I thought, oh, I can get through this shite like so much faster <laughs> if I just put it on fast made but i i did that and like the speed of shit was happening because this <laughs> the show, show already, already feels like it's on like 1.5 stallion and I, yeah I, I i put it up to 1.5 and it was like you know the end of 2001 i suppose <laughs> yeah i just fucking blasted out my mind it doesn't sound like something i'd want to watch i think if they were to do a season on people with really fat plump nuts then maybe i'd watch it because i could like relate yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking complete shit it's um it's lame because there's a season uh, i can't remember what it was fucking called um euphoria that was tra- that's what i was trying to remember there's this there's a show um an hbo show that came out in 2019 called euphoria um it's about high school students as they grapple with issues of drugs sex and violence and it, it's it's like you know 13 reasons why done well sort of thing right. um but it also obviously has a lot of parallels with something like big mouth but at the same time it also has like a narrative that's like continuing and isn't just like throwaway i know it's apples and oranges to compare like an animated adult show a comedy to like a drama but i just wanted to point something out that you know if if you think big mouth sucks maybe give this show a chance if you if you like the ideas of it you might actually get something out of that, but yeah, it is a, it is a ripe sort of like idea, and you know, explaining the shit to people in a in a constructive way can be really cool. But I don't think this is it for me anyway. Like I, I would not like if I had like a kid and they got to like thirteen. It's not like well, Big Mouth is gonna like teach them in, like sex ed shit. So, so I don't, you know, it's like, it, I don't know if it's really going to do that. Read a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Read a wiki article or something instead. Anything's better than this shit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got like 58 more seasons coming. So people love it. They just, they just can't get enough of it. It is pretty funny when, um, uh, when, when the homie monster goes, uh, it's like, I, th- I think the hormone monster thing might be the biggest missed opportunity to me where like the the, the way they kind of share hormone monsters is like yeah it's, it's confusing yeah. It's like, <laughs> they fucked it they just totally fucked it from the get because i think yeah from the premise when it's described you imagine like oh everyone has like their own hormone monster because everyone goes through puberty in a different way. That's what I thought the whole time. That's what I but, thought it was. Yeah, that, yeah you would. No, like the, there are like three or four, no five. No, there's there's loads. There's loads. There, 
they've got like a whole realm and they go to work they go to like the office and they spend time with their designated yeah kids instead of going for the obvious route they made this whole like law thing where they have yeah, yeah they've got like an office building where they like yeah it's just like a and there's there's like the chad one the the season two had the like one, really the, young the old guy one. The, like immature yeah. one and you're like you can it almost like writes itself you know like in your head but the way they they follow through with it is just it's all about like the gross out sex jokes basically and if that's your... It's all about the he showed, she showed. Wait, she said, he said... It's bullshit. all about the seashells, seashells on the seashore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, look, I'm looking at, like, the posters now. Like, for season three, on the poster, it says equal parts shock and are. So, like, they know that right. they're, like, writing it to be shocking instead of just in- including, yeah. like, the, the, the gross parts of puberty. They're just kind of really embracing the grossness of it, and I just think they took it too far with the season. There's even a joke in the show where it's like it's, it, like, it's yeah. genuinely one of the least funny things. He, they're like, you you need more than just gross out to be funny. Anyway, I'm gonna go chug all my cum that's been in my sock mm-hmm. for the past three days. Yeah, right they back. kind of like. It's like it's a, I imagine it's for a very particular type of American millennial. Yeah, hmm. I think yeah. yeah, I think a millennial being thirty year olds and sort of like twenty seven to yeah. 40, I think I, I think they see probably. the like heart to and the positivity behind some of the things that we did say. You know, like with you know Jess's thing about you know learning like self respect and shit. Like obvious, obviously, shit like that is good. And we're not saying that like that is what is bad about it. It's just the execution on these themes that I think is just so fucking clumsy and like just doesn't work for me. Any final thoughts, Jim? Yeah, it, six out of ten. Yeah, uh, what is the weirdest thing about it is as much as like I meme it and like make fun of it, like I've still watched four seasons of it. <laughs> I know what? Why? I, like it. The fucking day after it came out, it's, I it's, watched, like, it's basically the equivalent of feeling of like going on Instagram Explore. You know, it's like so much. You're just bombarded with so much shit constantly. Yeah. You can just you look at your watch and it's like, oh, it's been like fucking three hours. You know, it's like the equivalent yeah. of that. It's, it's the perfect thing to watch when the depression kitty is weighing you down. <laughs> no, because I watched a bunch of episodes. I like, I got a, a glass of whiskey and ran a bath and just sat there sweating. With big mouth on the speaker, <laughs> trying not to vomit. <laughs> yeah, I've, I don't know how it can get much worse in this one. Yeah, but I'll wa- I'll watch the next season. I fucking know. I, <laughs> I, I I can't I can't not. I don't know what it is. <laughs> can't keep getting away with this. Yeah, you said yeah. it earlier, and I just. <laughs> Ruben, what do you rate it at ten then? Well, uh, honestly, it sounds like a real solid, like, like, like a five. It sounds like a real five out of ten. I don't think I could watch it because it really is one of the ugliest shows ever, and not well, yeah, in like didn't that even Rick and that. Morty way. It re- it's Rick and Morty isn't even ugly, really. You know, but Big Mouth just looks so horrible. Yeah, it looks horrible, and it's like it's not a thing where you could have had sort of a stylistic 
take on that with like the art direction where if if all the adults were like drawn in like a different style where they were like really clean or something and all the kids going through puberty were like a really rough kind of messy gross looking art style like that's that's like a cool idea to me but they don't do that it's just like everyone is just fucking repulsive the, and disgusting the creepiest character in the show is Nick's dad yeah that's another He's thing terrifying. Where, yeah he looks terrifying and like his character I guess is he's like really a bit too open about his like sex life. Yeah, yeah. Um with his own family and it's really like fucking weird. Yeah, again that's one where it's like it's just about the jokes. It's just about the gross uh, excess of it. So It's all about the he shit. Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> it's such a Thanks for listening to this one everyone. Uh, tell us your thoughts on Big Mouth in the comments and uh have a happy new year. They be they thoughts on the show. Have a big mouth kind sing of the, watching. Sing the big mouth uh, out the intro. In my life, I'm going through James. Let me sing the cyberpunk song. Oh, the, what, the one final thing. I'll just chuck on the end. The meta humor. I just can't. Like, I, I, I oh feel God. like it wouldn't be in the show if Rick and Morty wasn't as popular as it is. I really feel Yeah, that. Rick and Morty and Deadpool. Holy fuck. It's actually... Wow. I, I've said enough about that like, and shit. Cleanse your palate <laughs> each time they do one or something. Is like, yeah, I need, like a, I, I need a I, break or something. I just that that I, joke has just been ground Deadpool. into the fucking dirt. You know, like that that idea. There's nothing clever about it. It's not. It's not like a part of the show and the way it tells its story or anything. It's just Rick and Morty and Deadpool do it, and it's like popular at the moment. I think that in Deadpool, in in, in its comic form, it, it's well, yeah, the characters designed like, around it merit to it you know i like the idea of a, a comic book character breaking out of his panels and shit but yeah 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 that's what i mean though the whole th that's like part of the design of that whole idea like you could do big mouth without having the, the meta humor easily and i think it'll be better for it oh well suck on these i'm going through james's, <laughs> james's underwear drawer <laughs>